Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we get into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts, that it will grow and become a mighty oak in our lives, that we will reflect you in everything that we say and do, that you will be glorified. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, we are into the second episode of our series called Dysfunctional Old Stories. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. Old stories, okay, same problems. I was doing that off the dome, I was making sure. Old stories, same problems. It is actually the story of Abram and his generations. Last week we started off looking at how everything starts and, er and all that, and this week we're going to continue on talking about this family. And my opening statement is this. God shows his faithfulness in the midst of Sarai and Hagar's contentious relationship. God is faithful to his people and to fulfill his promises, even when our relationships are a mess. The believer can trust God to provide what they need, even when the circumstances look daunting. I want to say this part one more time. God is faithful to his people and to fulfill his promises, even when our relationships are a mess. So as I said, uh, we've gone to our second episode, and our first episode was called In Spite of Me. And we talked about that even though I am messed up from the floor up, God still has a blessing plan in store for me. And today on episode number two, our subtitle is going to be called Bless This Mess. Bless This Mess. For us to get into this, let's look at our definitions. Our first definition is dysfunction. Dysfunction is abnormal or unhealthy interpersonal behavior or interaction within a group. Our next definition is promise. Promise is, in general, a declaration written or verbal made by one person to another which binds the person who makes it to do or to forbear to do. Next definition is mess. Mess is a disagreeable mixture or confusion of things. A situation resulting from blundering or from misunderstanding. And our final definition for today is bless. Bless is to make happy, bithsome, or joyous. That's overly happy. To confer prosperity or happiness upon, to, gr to grant divine favor to. And as I said today, we're going to be talking about bless this mess. And let's look in Genesis, the 16th chapter, starting at the first verse. Uh, if you remember the 12th chapter of 
Genesis where we were last week. And if you are not aware of that, you can go check us out on the YouTube of God's House Christian Church and listen to that. But we've jumped now a little bit of time. And God has re-emphasized uh, the relationship that he wants to have with Abraham. He re-emphasized the promises. And he's got Abraham. Abram in a good mindset, and Abram's excited. He's, he's got these promises, and then we get to verse number 1 of chapter 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So Abram had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan. Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abram, her husband, as a wife. And he went into Hagar, and she conceived, and when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. And Sarai said to Abram, may the wrong done to me be on you. I gave my servant to your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. Who fault is it? But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. What you say? The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for a multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has listened to your affliction. Ishmael means God has heard. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against everyone, and everyone's hand against him, and he shall dwell over against all his kingdom. So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God of sin, Jehovah Roi. For she said, Truly I have seen him who looks after me. Therefore, the well was called Bear Laharoi. It lies between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's get into some talking. We have opportunity to look today and to reflect upon 
how even in our most trying, difficult times, God still provides a blessing. Even when we have stirred up the pot, even when we have messed it up, for some reason, God don't act like us. and He blesses us anyhow. If we look at this at the micro level, I mean the macro level, the, the large level, we can see how you have this promise from God. Now, Abram received the promise, but Abram can't have no children. Right? Y'all want me to say children? He can't have no children. And because he can't have no children, that must mean that his wife is a part of the promise. Sometimes when we get a promise, we run into this thing called impatience. Impatience is a compound word. The root word is patience, which means to wait with expectancy. When we put the prefix I am on the front of it, it changes into a contradiction to the root word. So impatient means I am not waiting because I am expecting. Now, if I'm not waiting because I am expecting, that means I'm going to make this happen because I expect something to happen. So if I expect something to happen, I need to make it happen. So we look at chapter number 16 and we see how Sarai says, the Lord is preventing me from having children. Well, well hold on now, girlie. If he say you part of the promise, how is the Lord preventing but sometimes our mind, in the, part, in the, in the scheme of, of, of um, impatience, looks at what everybody else is doing. Now, we have to remember, let's, look, let's go ahead and do some exegesis on this. During the time period, if you had children, that mean, meant you was a blessed person. If you did not have children, that meant you was a cursed person. That was the mindset. So... She, she had to overcome the mindset of the day, which was that she was cursed. She received a promise from God, which got her excited, but the promise has not come to fulfillment. So she just said, God just gave up on me. Maybe, maybe I'm not part of the promise. Maybe God didn't see me as part of the promise. So why don't you go ahead and, and marry my servant, and then we can get God's plan going. Y'all see, see how it works? Now, you don't start shaking your head now. Don't say you would never do it because you're doing it all the time. You're sitting there and you, you're saying, well, maybe, I know God's told me, but maybe it's not me. Maybe I need to go find somebody that's already a little bit further down the road in what he's promised me and talk to them. And you go tell them your idea and they say, oh, thank you. Run with your idea. And then you mad because <laughs> I thought of that and, 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 and now they're making money on it. But if we wait on the Lord and be of good courage, 
we realize that God has a plan that is already in the works. So it, it appears that everything was going okay. It appears that everything was all right in the Abram household at the time. I'm quite sure Sarai was telling everybody, all of her nursemaids and all her servants, about the promise and all this other stuff. But then she gets discouraged. Then she listens and looks at how everybody else is doing and realizes that maybe I'm the problem. Well, yes, you are the problem because you have allowed impatience to show up and now you're going to cause a mess. So because she could not wait on the Lord, she decided to help the Lord fulfill his promise. Now, she couldn't impregnate anybody, so she had to tell Abram, Hey, why don't you marry my servant, Hagar? Abram, being the old guy that he is, listening to his wife as they've been married for a few minutes, and he said, you know what, that's a good idea. Now, there's a bunch of different ways you can take this. I'm not going to run all the way down all them alleys right now. But uh, Abram probably was like, okay. And he goes in. He lays with her. She gets pregnant. And now the mess is about to begin. Because Hagar, who was not originally a part of the promise, has now been exposed to the environment of the promise, and now that she's been exposed to the environment of the promise, she now feels that I'm part of the promise. So you need to move your little rankly self out the way because I am now with Abram's baby. Okay. Now, Sarah, Sarah gets on her high horse and says, well, wait a minute. That's my husband. Well, but hold on, girly. You're the one caused this complication. So what the power of our impatient reveals to us that when we get impatient, we can complicate situations. Sometimes those complications can be a few days, a few minutes. Sometimes those complications can be a lifetime. Sometimes those complications can cause heartache on not only on the level of you, but those that are around you. It becomes a ripple effect in your life, and it begins to push you and, and prattle you and, and make you feel like, I messed up badly. So as we look at how this process is going, she starts putting a little pressure on Hagar. Now, I can, I can bring up some things about this. I, I think she started putting on this pressure on Hagar because she was trying to get her to miscarry the baby. You know when a person is pregnant, you don't have them do as much strenuous stuff because you can cause some complications. I think Sarah, Sarah was like, you know what? I messed up. I'm going to fix this myself. So she began to put additional pressure on her. And Hagar knew that if she had continued to operate under this pressure, 
that something adverse was going to happen to her. So she said, you know what? I got the promise. I'm leaving. She walking. Everything's going good. The angel of the Lord shows up. Hey, girl, what's going on? Where are you going? I don't know where I'm going, but I'm telling you where I'm leaving. That woman crazy. She the one put me in this situation. Now she acts like it's all my fault. You see how you see how convoluted things get when you walk in impatience. You the one initiated this. Now you mad at them because, and now it's their fault. Did y'all catch that? You started it, but now it's the person's fault that you pulled into it because it ain't my fault. How could it be my fault? Okay, all right, let's, let's continue on. I ain't even looked at one of my notes yet. But now, what we have to look at in this is that Hagar was sitting there, and we got to remember that Abraham's seed is a part of the promise. So wherever Abraham puts his seed has an effect of the promise. So the, that's why the angel said, listen. Because you are impregnated by Abram, guess what? Your seed is going to become a mighty nation. He's going to be wild. Ain't no people going to be able to control him. And that's what people say about the Arabic nation today. Because Ishmael, Ishmael is the father of the Arab yes. nation. Right. But he wasn't the promise. He was not the covenant promise because God said, you and Sarai are going to have this baby. So what he says is, I want you to go back and I want you to submit, willfully put your will under the will of Sarai and have that baby. She goes back. She does what she's supposed to do, and she has that baby. Yes. Now, when we look at the micro of this, we can see how there can be contention because, look at here. I could do it, and you couldn't. You've been with him for 50-something years. I only had to be with him for a couple sessions. You thought you was all that. You're only all that because of him. You really ain't nothing. And as this mess gets stirred up, we find out that even in the midst of this mess, God still provides a blessing. He shows the potentiality of Abram's seed is such that he starts another Nation, But it was not the chosen nation of God. Because it was not done under the confines of the covenant. And so what's one of the things we can take away from this? The first thing I want to tell you is this. I know you big. And I know you bad. But God don't need your help with nothing. I know. I, I know you all that in a bag of chips. But God the one made the potatoes. Come on now. God doesn't need your help. And so sometimes we can find ourselves 
attempting to manipulate situations in order for us to do works in order to please God. But your works do not please God when you have the wrong mindset. We're trying to manipulate stuff in order to please God because we're tired of waiting on God. That's just as bad as the kids want to go to the stove, so they go out there and start the car for you. And they say, okay, you know, you let them start it a couple times before. But then this time, they say, well, I'm going to go ahead and back it out the garage and that, to help my, my family out. But they didn't know that you got to make sure that the wheel is straight before you back out. Next thing you know, you hear the house, you feel the house shaking. Why the house shaking? Because the joker just hit the side of the garage. They come in the house saying, I don't think we can go to the store right now. And you're like, what do you mean we can't go to the store right now? And then you walk out there, you see how they done knocked out the centerpiece of the garage. Why? Because they was trying to help you. Because they was impatient. They was ready to go. You still had things you needed to do. Now, ain't nothing really wrong with what Sarai did. Because that was an acceptable thing at the time. What was wrong about it was because they was under a covenant with the creator of the universe. And so the time was when the mistress of the house could not have children or if the husband still wanted children and she couldn't have any more, then they would bring the servant in who was typically younger and her eggs were probably still flowing. So they would go ahead and have babies through there. Through that method. That was how things went back then. So what we have to do is, when we get the promise, when we hear the promise, we have to wait on the promise. However, Hearing the promise and waiting on the promise sometimes is not like a microwave 30 seconds. Sometimes hearing the promise and waiting on the promise is years. And as we look around, we start seeing how other people look like they got the same promise and they're getting the fulfillment of that promise. And we start looking around and we start seeing things and we say, well, I got to be like everybody else. I can't let nobody get in front of me. I can't let nobody beat me. I can't. I, God, let me help you out right here. And then God says, I wouldn't do that if I was you, but you do it anyhow. And so our fleshly wisdom takes us out of the will of God. Y'all want me to hit y'all with that one again? Our fleshly wisdom will take us out of the will of God. When you allow your flesh to tell you how to make it happen, your flesh cannot understand a divine declaration. Because the things of the flesh are temporal. The things of the spirit are eternal. So your flesh only understands temporary things. 
But the things of the Spirit are eternal things. They are the things that go in, uh, from generation to generation. Yes. And so that's why we have to be patient. And so everything seemed to be going a little bit better now. Abram has seemed to get his feet back under him. God has re, 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 you know, re, uh, restated the, 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 the covenant and, and everything. But sometimes we create our own family dysfunction by trying to help God to do what we do, what we're trying to do. So in the midst of dysfunction, there's two things. There is the perpetrator of the dysfunction, so that means there is a victim of the dysfunction. The perpetrator in this situation, Sarai. The victim is Hagar. Hagar gets married to the boss, fulfills what it is that they asked her to do, and then gets dogged by the boss's wife because she did what she was told to do. So now she is in a messy situation. She decides that she's going to leave and that I just rather die in the desert than go through this craziness. And the angel of the Lord shows up and says, even in your mess, I'm going to provide you with a blessing. That the birth of your son is going to be a man who is going to be to lead a nation. Got blessed in the middle of that mess. God heard her. God saw her. God saw everything. You know, that's the funny thing. Just click to me. When we're impatient, we think God ain't looking. That's right. When we're impatient, we like, I'm just going to move this over here and help God out. And God's sitting there like. One of the things God showed me, and it was a hard pill to swallow, y'all, because I'm one of the most patient people on the earth. I'm telling you. I'm lying right now. I'm so lying. I, 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 hey. Everybody looking, oh, everybody in the church telling me they looking straight ahead, y'all don't lie. They like, we not even going, yeah. I, I am, I am, I can be impatient at times. Oh, and I, okay, I just heard some more uns. A lot of times I am not patient. Okay, all right, okay. Yes, let me get steak, you lovely. Let me just get to the point. But God had to tell me, he said, son, sometimes you put yourself on cycles. Because every time you try to help me, we have to reset the whole situation so that you can get out of this what I want you to get out of. So every time you try to help me, we got to reset you back to zero so that you can go through the process again. And that's why some of y'all be like, this is just like last time. Now, when you start saying that to yourself more than once, you need to start saying, God, what am I doing that's got me resetting so that I can get where you want me to get? I'm not telling you what I've heard. I'm telling you what I've lived. I've gone through things because I tried to help God. 
Oh, I can see it. I can see it. So I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And next thing I know, all of it falls apart. So I got to start all over again and, I'm, and I do it again. Man, God, what's going on? You had to reset because I need to take you through this. I need to take you through this process. I need to do this. Well, God, you need to hurry up because I'm trying to get this done. Now, you had negative something because you can't even get the zero because your mind ain't right. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm, on, I'm just trying to help you out because I have gone through this. As I was doing this this week, I was just like, Lord, why me? Why you got me talking about this? I don't want to talk about this because this, this, this is, I've lived this. I've, I've made I, I, God has told me to do things that he was going to do things in, in my family's life and I tried to help him and I complicated it so much that he had to set the whole family back because if you're going to be the head, then guess what? All that you're heading over get to get set back too. So see, this didn't become a mess until Abram said, okay. Mm -hmm. If everyone said, no, I'm going to just do what the Lord say, this wouldn't be the mess. But because the hand uh, said, oh, Lord, take me down this road. And the Lord, the hand said, let's do it like that. And if you notice, once Abram did his part, we don't hear nothing else about Abram the whole time. It's Sarah, Sarai, and Hagar. Why? Because the mess is in between them to the dysfunction is in between them because we have now caused the servant to now be equal with the mistress. And that can't happen. That's why he had to tell her, when you go back, you submit. Get back in your proper position and things are going to change. Just because you're having the boss's baby don't make you the boss's wife. See there? So, oh, thank you, Mom. Yes, you got to stay in your lane. One of the things I like to tell folks is the best way to prevent accidents is to stay in your lane. Run your race. So, let me finish this up. So, as we are going through this, we, we see how this is a difficult situation. And we all need a refuge. We all need this place where we can feel safe. And when we don't feel that, we start looking for that safe place. But let me tell you something that in the midst of catastrophe, in the midst of chaos, if you rest in Jesus, God says, I will keep you in perfect peace. Because your mind is stayed on me because you trust in me. So if in the midst of everything going I love this word, hickly-pickly, and everything going crazy. If you just get your mind in the right uh, perspective, God will keep you and provide you with the direction that you need. God is our spiritual refuge. And now, when even in the midst of him being our spiritual refuge, it can permeate our physical refuge and cause us to be safe in no matter what situation that we're in. But we also need God to encourage us as we're going down the road. If you are going to accomplish what God has called you to do, 
and you can't hear God telling you to keep doing what you're doing, then you might want to reset and say, I went off on the wrong tangent. Most of the time, when your GPS, if you're going in the right direction, your GPS don't say nothing. But the set, the very moment you get off of that direction, it says, recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. Now, being in South Carolina, I can think of one of them old country folks saying, you done went off the trail now. Now I got to figure out how we going to get back home. You see what I'm saying? That's what happens. That's what happens. The adjustments have to be made. And so think about this. God says, Abram, here's your promise for you and your wife. Hagar, just a servant, but because she got pulled in, she got to be blessed. So in the midst of that crazy mess, this woman got to be blessed. God said, uh, God gave Hagar what she needed. He gave her a promise. He gave her refuge. He gave her, oh, I didn't bring out this part, but uh, uh, Ishmael was, was, was uh, 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 dehydrated. This is a little bit later on. And, and God provided her with water. God does everything for her that she needed even because it was a messy situation. But God is true to his promises. And God will ensure that his promises are fulfilled. That, oh, one final thing. Just came, another thing just came to my mind. That's why we got to be careful when you have a promise from God of who you associate with. Because your promise is not just for you. It is for everyone in your circle of influence. This, this just got downloaded to my mind. Your promise is not just for you. It's for everyone in your circle of influence. It's either going to cause them to leave out your circle or they're going to get blessed because they're in your circle. There are people, there are CEOs today, there are people that are getting blessed just because of who they work for. There are people that are getting blessed just because of who they hang around with. There are people that are being blessed just because they happen to be there. So we have to be careful that we're not hanging around the wrong folks that are going to cause God to have to reset us because you ain't around the right peoples. There used to be a saying, and my cousin added a little something to it. So, it did, I, he, you know, they used to say, how you like them apples? Y'all remember that saying back in the day? How you like them apples? And he used to always say, I don't because they ain't ripe yet. And so sometimes we try to go ahead and do what it is that we see that God has told us to do, but it ain't the time. Right. And if you have ever eaten an unripe apple, 
let me, without getting too, um, what's the word? Graphic. It will cause you to finish the novel War and Peace in the bathroom. Because it will tear up your insides and make your insides become your outsides. So if we do not do this according to God's plan, then guess what? It may have to get reset, and that means start all over again. Let's not start all over again. Let's do it God's way. Let's listen to God's voice. Let's not try to help God to do what God is doing. Because when we help God to do, you, I'm telling you, you're going to get on that reset. And when God resets you, you start all the way back at zero. And you're sitting here talking about, I, I just thought, thought I'd overcome this. No, it's coming back because you didn't go through the process appropriately. So today, I want you to know that even in your mess, you can get blessed. But if you can avoid the mess, you can still be blessed. So which way you want to go? You want to get blessed in the mess? Well, yeah. But won't you, won't you avoid, thank you, lovely, won't you avoid the mess just so you can get the blessing? All right? Can we do that? And then we don't have to make that declaration. Bless this mess. Bless this mess. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now is as good a time as any to accept him. Because you are in a bunch of mess. Because if you were to die, the Bible says this, that the wages of sin is death. And the word sin means missing the mark established by God. So if you are not operating and moving in the mark that is established by God, which is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior so that you can be reconciled back to him. It says that you're going to die. We're all going to die one time. But then comes a second time where we will go into eternal life or eternal death. Eternal death means total separation from God. And so I desire for you, my desire for you is for God to not have to bless your mess, but for God to be a blessing in your life because you're following after him. And the process to follow after him is a very simple process. The Bible says it like this. It says that if you confess your mouth, the Lord Jesus, meaning that you make Jesus Lord of your life and believe that God raised him from the dead, believing that God is going to do what he says he's going to do, you shall be saved, which means rescued and delivered from the penalty of sin, which is death. You do that and God will welcome you into his kingdom and you will have eternal life with him. But that's not where it stops. It's almost like a commercial. Wait, there's more. Because he also is going to process you as you're going through life to open up more opportunities for you to reflect Jesus in your life so that others can see the change that happens in you. But it has to start with you first accepting Jesus into your life.
And so we will come alongside you because this is not an individual sport. This is a team event. And we will come alongside you and assist you along this journey. And so if that is a decision that you have made today, we want to help you. We want to be with you. We want to support you. Let us know at info at GodsHouseCC.com and we will get in contact with you, help you along this journey because we want you to be all that God has called for you to be. And we will be a part of that as soon as you email us. All right. Well, friends and family, that's episode number two is in the books. Lord bless this mess. So God, whatever mess that we have created, we ask that you will bless that, but most of all, cause us to no longer be impatient, but to follow after your direction as you have directed us. Until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.